0: Hi, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness, Vance, Nevada, and you are listening to WPOV Global. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, Legend T. James Logan. With me, my co host, as always, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio. Yes, sir. Another week. And I got to tell you, dude, a lot of quality wrestling this week. Holy Jesus. This week is packed.
1: It was packed with wrestling.
0: And most of it, I'm going to have to say off the hot, most of it was pretty darn good. You know, Yeah. I can't think of too many stinkers. Of course there's probably uh, a lot when we talk about it, but it seemed like a pretty solid week of wrestling. And I think we needed that because it's kind of cleansing our palate because coming up next week, at the end of this week, actually, we start our G1 coverage. On um, Saturday night. Saturday night, the first round. And uh, wow, there are going to be some fun matches. It's going to be a good time. I know Wait, we have, you you, you were tell me about
1: one uh, Suzuki and Ishii. Oh. Yes. And, that's the first <laughs> I
0: gotta... and I know that you're a big follower of Tai Chi and of uh, uh, Tajiro. I'm sure you're so, mistaken. I'm sure those guys are going to lead, lead you to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Anyhow, before we get into all that, folks, let's start off with our hot topics. This week, we have two hot topics. One of them is our kind of co-joint venture with uh, WPOV Wrestling, where we, uh, we pick a WWE wrestler and a current AEW wrestler, and we match them up as fantasy matchings in our hearts to see what we think. There's really no way to judge it. It's, no, it's all just opinion and conjecture. And uh, the only thing we're excluding here is we're not going to be having like Brody Lee or, or uh, Zack Ryder. Our guys who are currently just moved over because there's been a couple of them or Miro or any of those guys. Because we want to see, you know, wrestlers who've been around for each brand for a while. Just to give a feel. And, and also we've tried to make it fun by adding wrestlers against each other who are kind of alike who are a bit in the same vein and see which one of them is doing better. Um, let's start off with this week. Our matchup this week was two of, uh, I guess you'd call it a battle of annoying, snot uh chicken-shit heels. Because that's what these two guys are. They're both loudmouths. They're both chicken-shit heels. And uh, and they're just the kind of guys you want to strangle out when you watch <laughs> them. And, of course, we're talking about longtime WWE veteran The Miz. Mm-hmm. and internet sensation, who's made his way into AEW, MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Both of these guys known to be underhanded, devious, uh, braggadocious, and not that overly large for wrestlers, so they tend to be the runaway guys. Now, before we get into it, uh, I want to ask Elio, because you know what? I, first of all, I know both Rick and Tony weighed in on this, and both of them were of the mind that they picked Miz, but just barely, for the simple fact they felt that uh, Miz just had a little bit in better promos. He's been doing it for such a long time. And well, they, they both conceded that maybe MJF was kind of a, a more talented wrestler, that everything else kind of weighed though more for Miz. And so they both picked Miz. What did you pick, buddy? I went with the Miz. And why? And I okay. My reason for going with the Miz is,
1: wait, okay, MGF is younger. He's just, just uh, starting out. Miz has been doing this for a long time. His promos are, while, while they're not always the best, they have been so they have been solid. Um, this matches. He's been a WWE champion. He's been a tag team champion. He's been an Intercontinental champion. And quite the so he's just. Uh, better like
0: all around performing in the ring fair enough fair enough you know what folks um i guess i went a different tact with this when i first thought this i first picked mjf in my head only because i feel like Miz, while he has tons of accomplishment behind him and he's been around for quite a while i kind of feel like he's on the tail end of his career you know i don't think we're going to quite see ever again a title like a world title run from him I don't see him as a super main event player anymore I see him as a top mid Carter, and his glory days are kind of behind him but he's still he's let's face it he's done enough and I was gonna swing that way because MJF is definitely you know the younger guy he's he's not as good as a promo but sometimes he does have some pretty pretty straightforward good 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 promos but and he is I think in my opinion just a little bit better of a wrestler than the Miz. However, when I listen to you guys, I realize you guys are right. The Miz does have a couple more years on him, and his career has been pretty exceptional. So I was going to pick, and I'm pretty sure when I did the vote, I voted in on the side of MJF. I'm going to change my vote at this last minute. I'm going to join you guys and say yes. The Miz is definitely the better wrestler here.
1: All right. And uh, we have a couple of comments on, uh, on the poll. Oh, let's hear it. 65% went with the, with, with the Miz, while 35% went with MJF.
0: So that's about two thirds, two thirds of the audience. That's kind of what I figured in this sort of thing.
1: Okay, and now the comments that we have are, Clay Cummings says, Miz is the better superstar. MJF really hasn't proved himself still young. Miz has been in WWE for such a long time. Not hardly any major injuries, world champ and other multiple titles. He's also the better heel as of right now.
0: All right. that That's fair. I can see that. I can see that.
1: And uh, Josh Sanders says, I can't stand M.G.F. He has that chalk with a small cock look. Chalk
0: with a small cock. Good one, Josh. I don't think I've heard that before. Oh, that's sorry. pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Okay. Uh, according to our rankings and our, our vote-ins, two-thirds of you think the Miz is, is the better uh, – contender here of these two and MJF. Well, he's only one third, still has that potential. He's still got a, a long way to go in his career. He's only just started, but uh, all right, let's move then into our our, our second topic is kind of, you know what? I almost want to drag this one one more week to see if it changes. Okay. And that was, who do you think is the better wrestler? Uh, Kenny Omega or um, his former tag team partner, Adam page. And, uh, I actually am going to, I'm going to talk about it right now and I'm going to see if anyone changes my mind. Okay. Because we did, we, we put this up a little late. We're going to try and run it one more week. I'm curious about Rick Rick and Tony think between these two guys. So I want to hear them weigh on this for next week, but right now, as we stand, Elio, who are you think is the better wrestler between Adam page and uh, Kenny Omega and why? Okay. So
1: Adam Page, and, uh, outside of AEW, I know he was in ROH, but I never really saw any of, anything outside of AEW. Kenny Omega, I've seen his AEW work, I've seen his NJPW work, and so I'm going to go with Kenny Omega because uh, I just uh, like his uh, in-ring style a lot better.
0: Now, I'm going to agree with you. I've been a long time uh, a proponent of uh, Kenny Omega. However, I do see there are a few people who have said stuff to me well, Look at the way Kenny Omega has been portrayed for the last year. He's not been portrayed as a strong wrestler anymore. He's not portrayed as a force of nature that he has been for so many years. As a matter of fact, he's kind of has a dorky, um, downplayed look uh, feel about him. And I really hope uh, I hope that gets changed around. I hope that uh, we can see that see the. The cleaner is one of the, the characters we talked about. To see that Kenny Omega who came out of New Japan and, and just was on fire with those matches. I would
1: like to see that character in AEW. Just yeah, see how, how it would how it would work in in AEW. We already saw it in JPW.
0: you know, let's uh let's for now we're both gonna say we're we're voting Kenny Omega. Okay. We're not gonna read out the polls. I wanna give it one more week. Okay. And uh What I'd like to do, though, is, folks, if you think either of us are wrong and you're passionate about Adam Page, tell us why. You may be able to persuade us. I'm going to give you one more week, and I will. I can be persuaded if you can give me a good enough logical reason that you picked Adam Page. All right? So we'll carry that one on to the next week. Now, uh, one thing I'd like to talk about right now is uh, some wrestling companies have been starting to make inroads and comebacks. Some of them are starting their shows up. MLW will be starting up soon. NXT UK, which is a show we also cover, will be started, started uh,
1: That started yesterday. And, yeah.
0: Um, we'll get the to things tomorrow. We'll, we'll yep. probably see the actual show tomorrow. So we'll talk about it next week. Um, one thing that surprised me, okay. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Is there, yes. is there a date yet on MLW?
0: On, yes, it is. Well, not an exact date. We're looking at the beginning of November. Okay, but they'll start airing. That that's what uh, that's what the conjecture is out there. Okay, one that really surprised me, Olio, I got to say, is ROH. ROH debuted last week. They showed uh, their setup right now is to go for the. They're having a, a mini tournament for their pure title, and uh, this week was the very first thing. Now, bear in mind, fans, we used to cover ROH on the show, you yep. know, and we got so frustrated with the quality of the actual show and the presentation and production that we dropped it off our much, our watch list, just as we dumped off impact a while ago. Uh, And I got to say off the hop here, both. And we're going to talk about both shows this week. Both shows have impressed me enough that I'm thinking, Holy crap. Me and Elio have got back to a crap load of wrestling again (laughs) to watch per week. And especially with this the G1 is, this starting This is what we do this is, Apparently this is what we do <laughs> and My wife isn't happy this is what I do But apparently this is what I do Now, let's take a look here at this week's ROH First of all, Elio your impression of this week's ROH compared to the ROH we've seen this any different, are, any better?
1: This week's episode of ROH was fun. Okay, really, well, I really enjoyed both matches that they uh, had for starting uh, with the pure, uh, the pure uh, championship tournament.
0: Okay, and fans, let, let us quickly explain. And you, you know me and Elio, we aren't the biggest on like um, gimmick stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. find it a little bit tiring at times it's exciting to do it a bit i'm not sure what to think of the pure title i mean i used to like it back in the day when roh originally ran it and it's a belt with um the whole point of it is to use pure wrestling uh skills in it it's to bring out the real wrestler i guess you want to say uh it runs in the fact that you have like a, a certain time limit and uh there are, each person is awarded three rope breaks. That even means if you just step into the ropes or grab the ropes to, anytime you use the ropes to break up a pin against you or to have a guy back off you, that's one taken away, which means by the time you get to the third one taken away, if you go to use it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of deadly hold you're in, no matter what kind of lock lockup you're in. If you have no more rope breaks, you either have to escape the hold or tap out. Um, but one of the ones that kind of annoys me is, uh you're not allowed to strike someone with a fist to the face
1: yes you get uh, get two
0: two of those the first one is a warning second one's a disqualification i can't help but think that encourages some people to take the one warning for fun or or to to get an advantage which i'm which kind of defeats the purpose of this thing uh so this whole thing is to try and find out who the real grapplers are okay and uh, so we have a tournament a 16-man tournament was set up uh, they're going to be showing these matches over now. First of all, let's say production value. This show looked fresh and different. Looked very yeah, different.
1: Yeah, and I really liked the, the whole setup and the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a great setup, Elio. I, I thought it was it was uh, more it was definitely more exciting looking. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel so drab and heavy as the other one. Um, things were changed in there. I mean, uh, look at the commentary. The commentary wasn't like your WWE commentary where you have them trying to hype up and say lots of hyperbole and try and get you rocking. Instead, you had two guys talking about what was going on, but exciting enough to make it interesting. Um, my thing, though, right now is I'm going to say I want to see what this is going to be like this show when there is no pure tournament. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, with 16 guys in it, it means we have eight opening round matches, two a day. That means For the first month and a half to two months, all we're going to see is this um, tournament progress. Mm -hmm. Do we get sick of this style? Is it something that easily would get, I mean, is it cool now? But by episode three, we're kind of like, oh, same old, same old. I don't know. I don't don't know. know. I guess
1: it depends on uh, who you have in the ring at that
0: time. Yeah. And it's really up to AEW, sorry. It's really up to Ring of Honor right now. They've got us. They've got our attention. They've got us looking at it. Now's the time not to drop the ball. This is the chance for you to, to win back a lot of fans if you can keep up the momentum that this first episode had. I mean, there were so many cool touches. I liked uh, how they um, had little vignettes of the wrestlers involved and how they were cool vignettes showing things over their futures and past and, and things they'd done in all kinds of interesting different ways. If not your typical guy screaming about a bunch of things, whatever. I like that aspect of it. Uh, the two matches... On the opening cards, were very good, very good. We had uh, the,
1: the first one. Oh wow!
0: Jay Lethal versus um, Dalton know, Castle. Dalton Castle, yeah, yeah. former ROH there. champion, Dalton Castle, who ironically, I believe, lost to Jay Lethal that belt. Um, I liked how they really showed a lot of Dalton's uh, past. Mm-hmm. How they showed a lot of his collegiate stuff and pictures, and he talked, you know. And when they when he wrestled, there was very many descriptions about why suplex worked with him what things he was doing that was really intriguing and very different i like that uh lethal trying to become the first ever two-time pure champion uh he's one of the one of the very few men who is a former champion of this belt um really good fun stuff fun stuff uh i gotta say it seems like they're kind of leading us towards a finale of um of him against gresham i mean Both men during their interviews both said that they saw each other on opposite sides of the the brackets. They both saw that each other to be in the finals. They're the current ROH tag team champions. Um, Interesting. I'm not sure where that's going to go, and that's got me intrigued. The second match featuring uh, Jonathan Gresham and uh, relative newcomer Wheeler, Utah, was um, actually really enjoyable too. Yeah. Wheeler, Utah – Really, kind of took it to Gresham a lot more than some people do. Gresham tends to, to confound people with his style. Actually,
1: in this matches that we, we were just talking about uh, you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, hit,
0: hit Gresham with a closed fist. Yes, he did, and got the, did he? Get, he got the warning, didn't he? Yeah, he got the warning. Yeah. Now here's the thing: is uh, what a cool matchup at at first, maybe on paper, if you were looking at this and not more, if you were just a pure art and I don't, I mean that like ironically pure, but if you were a straight up ROH fan, you'd look at that matchup and go, Oh, okay. Gresham's got this. No problem. This is a squash match. But, but uh, Wheeler Utah is very, um, he's very talented and he actually holds a a victory over Gresham outside of ROH. So uh, they mentioned that a few times during the thing. And, uh, he seemed to adapt himself really quickly to Gresham's uh, offense much more than I've seen people do before. And if you've ever seen Jonathan Gresham, they call him the octopus for the reason is he wraps you up like an octopus. He, he's, he's, he's stretching and doing so many submission moves. he's pretty tricky. And I think uh, Utah really uh, took it to him and it was a lot, a lot better match than I think people assumed on paper. And, and it was fun. Um, so I'm going to say I really enjoyed ROH this week and I'm looking forward to what's coming. I'm hoping that they can keep the momentum and I hope they can keep this presentation and that this pure, pure thing doesn't get, uh, stale or weak. All right. So, uh, let's move on now to impact this week's impact. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Pretty interesting stuff.
1: It was a good, good opening match uh, that they had.
0: Okay, tell me some of the stuff you liked about uh, impact and I'll go over it with you and see you uh
1: think. well like I said uh Kylie Ray, I am a fan of Kylie Ray and uh, that opening match was uh, pretty good um, we, I gotta we agree got, with you. We had to see um Su Suzy <laughs> Young. They were they were they were even uh saying well could Su Young be
0: coming back? <laughs> yeah, they really kind of hinted on that a lot, <laughs> yep. that maybe uh, Su Young and Suzy was, there was some kind of, I don't know, it's definitely character building stuff, because I mean, we've seen Sue Young in the past, this really scary character, which we haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was this progression going on, as things were getting tougher for her, she started slipping back into the Soo Young mode, even to the point where she did uh, some of Soo Young's key moves to win the match. Yep. Okay, now uh, their champions have been, um, sorry, their challenges at the time were knockouts champion Deanna Prazo and Kimber Lee. Um, I got to say, uh, Kylie Ray looked very strong in here. Um, she really moves around. I, you know, I know we're, we're big fans of me and you always joke about, uh, about Kylie Ray, but uh, she's, very, um, she's a very good wrestler, and I enjoy what I see from her. Um, Susie slash Sue Young. I'm intrigued about where this is going to go. Uh, Deanna well, Parrazzo,
1: when, when was where, the last time we, we were intrigued by your
0: young storyline? Yeah. No kidding. eh? no kidding. Good call. <laughs> um, Diana Prazo. Um, and I'm not trying to be rude or horrible here, but she seemed a lot bigger than last time I seen her. She's really put on um, some weight and I think that helps her. She's very talented. Um, and she's not so generic looking as she used to be. So I'm going to give her that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what to think of Kimberly. She seems like she does some really good uh, things. And then it seems like she does some really sloppy things. So I'm not sure what to think of Kimberly. The jury's still out here. Um, but like we said, you know, Susie and Kylie Ray taking that win and giving us a kind of like, I don't know, a glimpse of what's to come down the road with maybe Sue Young making an appearance. I don't know. Um, I'm looking at some of these things. I, I don't want to go over the entire card, but there are a few things I found interesting. Uh, Rohit Saint- Sanju not wanting to give uh, title shots to anyone. <laughs> I find that storyline incredibly stupid. Yep. I mean, you, he should be, even if, he doesn't, even if he's trying to duck out, the championship committee should be coming forward and saying, you know, it, it, when you let the champion dictate who your matches are, I don't think that's a good idea. Couple of things uh, I
1: could have done without.
0: Yeah, which uh, the
1: triple XL versus the diners.
0: Oh, yeah, this triple XL, the whole thing,
1: and, the whole the, and this whole wedding with a rosemary and a bravo or whatever.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about those because, uh, as much as we like Ace Romero, I guess he lost a hundred no, pounds. But
1: that, that, that's all I'm going to say about them. Those are the two things I could I could do without.
0: Okay, um, I'm going to agree with that, and I'm also going to say I could also do without. The whole Rosemary, um, Taya Valkyrie slash Jessica Havoc stuff Yeah, didn't interest me at all. I was was like, I I
1: hope they're not hinting at bringing back Jim Mitchell. That would be awful. That would be terrible. No,
0: I think that they're hinting at is bringing back Sue Young. Okay. That's what I'm going to guess, but I could be wrong. You could be totally right here. Um, I didn't even think of him until you brought him up again. Um, So just I want to quickly go back to... uh, uh, Rohit here. Now okay. he's, uh, you know, he's got uh, he's got Chris Bay, who's do- and this is so dumb. Why people fall for this? Because Chris Bay is the former champion. Every time you lose a belt, you always get one title shot, unless you you know, some. I know WWE has done some stuff where they don't do that anymore. No, they give. But every to other company, used- <laughs> every other company has said when you lose a belt, the cha- the former champion gets a reshot. Mm-hmm. So why he has to bother uh, Rohit for a uh, thing? Just doesn't. I don't get it. You know, he should be getting the next title shot. Then he pulls this stuff off. He says to him, to Rohit says to hit to um, to Chris Bay. Well, you lost to TJP. Okay, so that's fine. TJP comes in and says, "Well, I get, I get title shot." And I thought he was acting pretty dumb in this whole segment afterwards, as if he got hit in the head too many times or something. Like, oh, whose number is it? I'm taking numbers. You know, I found that pretty dumb. Um, now, I know you're not the biggest uh, fan of TJP, uh, but I enjoyed his match this week a lot with, um, with Trey Miguel.
1: No, I said I like this TJP. I was, you like this of, one? Not the, okay. I, was, I was a fan of the WWE TJP. His, well, you know what? Ray.
0: Madison Ray made a very interesting comment during the thing. She said, uh, you never know what you're going to get with TJP. Every week he comes up with something different. And it's true. You watch that match and he's doing some pretty unique yep. stuff. I've not always been a big fan of Trey Miguel. But uh, Trey Miguel takes the win, and now uh, Rohit uh, convinces the three of them that if they fight each other in a triple threat match, then he'll give a title shot.
1: And that happens
0: next week. (laughs) That all happens next week. Um, So you know what? We're looking for Trey Miguel, uh, TJP, and uh, Chris Bay, three guys who kind of all beat each other in different ways. Interesting. I'm not the biggest Chris Bay fan. I don't really find him all that great. And uh, Trey Miguel is okay, he's definitely popular and being pushed a lot. Uh, my favorite of them all is TJP, but I would not put my money down on them giving the belt to TJP.
1: Okay, I have to ask uh, which she the
0: rich one for? Um, you know what? It there was nothing that stood out for it to me as being a super thing, it was like okay, uh, if anything, uh. I thought it was a bit dumb, especially with Eric Young, but then later on they showed a package of Eric Young that uh advertising the upcoming pay-per-view that made him a little more interesting, but I wish they'd shown that before they'd shown this, so maybe I would have thought it was a much interesting angle. It was your typical um, baby face has been wrong, yeah. he's mad, he's going to get his revenge, and, and the boss lets him. So for me it was okay. Nothing great, but okay. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, at
1: first I thought, okay, uh, Rich our promos in the past that were pretty good, and uh, I thought, okay, Swim was starting out good, but then uh, when he started calling out Scott Demore and, like, saying that he wanted uh, Demore to book the match, book the match, and uh, I was like, okay, we've heard, seen this before.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just your typical stuff. Um, i got to ask you, what did you think of, um, what's his name, Moose? Uh, oh my god okay okay i i have to ask so
1: yes. is moose now talking to chris jericho
0: i think that's what he was trying to pretend to do he oh my the god.
1: When, when i saw that like where, where are we going with this i i'm sure it's gonna end up with the match at am bound for glory but i mean the way this story is just dragging out
0: well, let's face it, there is no connection between AEW and Impact, and there's no way in hell he was. No,
1: what I'm saying the way this EC No, no, I know, move, but what, yeah. I, what I'm
0: saying here is yep. it's kind of sad that they have to pretend something. I know, I was like, wait a minute, so we're talking to Chris Jericho now, really? Yeah, and, and you know he's not at all. Yeah. And uh I don't know, I found it came, you know what? I like how Scott DeMore said the most obvious thing, and it still doesn't click to Moose. You know, he says, you want your fake gimmick belt for your fake championship <laughs> so you can feel better wrestling against a guy who hasn't even signed been in this company for years. <laughs> and let's forget the, the second part because obviously he has been signed. But really, that's this belt is just a big fake belt that Moose is defending because he's it's got about as much credibility as the FT
1: okay. No, Mm-hmm. This this whole thing with like the ECVS uh, projection on uh, yep. on the wall, it kind of remind you of that storyline they did with uh, Ashley and Love and Winter. Yeah. Where where yeah, where Winter would appear in the mirror and. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which also takes you back to, to. Uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior and or was it Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, Pop- Hogan, and War- Hogan and
1: Warrior. Our, our Hogan, Hogan, Hogan and
0: Warrior, and he kept seeing. Sorry, yeah, he kept seeing the reflection of Warrior, and the- <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a retread of the retread of the retread, and ah, ha, that, but that's wrestling, right? I mean, it's not it, too much. It's original. See, this is a stu- This is why we stopped watching it back. <laughs> right? No, you're you are one hundred percent right. Um, so I found that whole thing really stupid. Um, We're not even going to talk about Rosemary and Taya. I don't really care. Um, Brian Myers versus Willie Mack. Um, Man, talk about making... This Brian Myers is even crappier than he was in... He is terrible. He is boring. Yeah. Willie Mack, who's actually an exciting wrestler, is being dragged down to the boringness of Brian Myers here. I I was not happy with this match. Even though Willie Mack beat him, let's hope that he goes on. But Brian Myers, boo. Um... How oh, about the stupid thing with uh, the arm wrestling challenge where you had Rhino oh, and, uh, yeah, and the whole point was so Heath could steal that actually, money from...
1: Actually, I wrote, I wrote down here, the non-arm wrestling, arm wrestling match.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go with that. And I thought Rhino and Heath are the good guys, but they're stealing money from Hernandez now. Um, and how? why wouldn't Hernandez just watch back on the show to see where his money went? <laughs> right. pretty stupid. <laughs> um, how about this? What do you think of? Okay, first of all, what popped my mind? The Tadeel Dashwood photoshoot thing. Uh, she's doing this like she's a model, but do you remember years ago they tried to package her as? They were doing this, uh, 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 Emiliana.
1: Emilina. They did the exact same thing in uh, and,
0: WWE. Right, but then they said that she couldn't. She felt that she didn't want to do that sort of thing, and yet here she is doing the same old tired garbage here.
1: Right. and then, uh, of course, Jordan Grace walks in and says, "Well, how about next week you show up to actually work? You yep. have a against study, yeah
0: so they're throwing her in really quick, short Jordan Grace. um I want to ask your opinion about this little group because uh, you know I've seen them a few times and I'm not sure what I think, but uh the group of Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha is that her name tasha Steele?
1: Tasha Steels
0: yeah, um, what do you think of that two that twosome?
1: I kind of like there's something about them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're not quite, they don't quite feel like main eventers yet, but mm-hmm. they feel like they have the potential of doing something. Yeah. And I got I got to say this week's match. Uh, as much as I'm never really been that fan of of hers, but uh, Kira Hogan beat uh, Taya. That really kind of should put more of a spotlight on uh, Kira Hogan because Taya. You know she's a former champion why is she, wearing she a a stupid earmuffs? why is she wearing earmuffs oh she always dresses stupid <laughs> man. It, it's she you know why would you be in mexico wearing furry boots and a fur jacket i mean come on you know what i mean um so i think we're gonna see a bit more of a push for kiera hogan because uh, that was definitely a big win for her um i liked it i liked it um let's head now to the main event. Now the main event that set up here was uh, Motor City Machine Guns teaming up with the Rascals against Madman Fulton, uh, the North and Ace Austin. But what ended up happening is uh, the, the the heel team of Fulton and Austin and the North jumped the Rascals earlier in the show, beat them up really badly and for some strange reason the Good Brothers uh, insert themselves into this match pretty much to the objections of the motor city machine guns who don't want them there but they still insert themselves into this match and uh interesting match uh a lot of dynamics here going on Mm -hmm. uh the whole reluctant partners thing because definitely you saw that uh motor city machine guns did not jive well with the good brothers The good brothers acted pretty pissy when uh when one of the motor city machine guns got pinned uh, so there's that but on the flip side you had like uh the north uh finishing off um finishing off uh sabin in the corner to set up the pin and then all of a sudden ace austin just tags himself <laughs> in and lays it's on that,
1: the it's like, yeah it's like the and then at the north and uh, austin and Fulham were arguing them with themselves.
0: yeah definitely the, the 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 douche move if you really want to <laughs> Have your partners take it to you. This is one way to do it. Um, I think I, I like this match more than I thought I would, too. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with the North a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Well, we've had our, <laughs> our things with them before. Yep. Motor City Machine Guns look like the Machine Guns of old, and so did the Good Brothers. So I, I think it was a pretty solid uh, main event. Uh, overall, the show was good. I would give it like a seventy-eight percent. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I agree. Yep. Okay. So, fans, uh, at this time, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're gonna do our deep dive into AEW. Um, and of course, uh, Elio, if people wanted to write in and ask about comments, uh, make comments, ask about polls, do anything, maybe even suggest something. Where would people do that? So
1: you would uh, write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV.
0: And did you know, fans, that this is one of three shows the WPOV Wrestling Network covers? This show, Global, is brought to you uh, weekly, usually on the Friday or Thursday or Friday. Uh, we have WPOV Wrestling hosted by our good friends Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano the Third and Miguel Cole. gotta throw props out for my best friend Miguel Cole Um, these guys cover just about everything that's WWE related that we don't cover Uh, they don't cover UK they gave us that one but you know what they like to take a look at uh at the Wednesday Night Delight, they call it, where they have a matchup of uh, AEW versus NXT, where they talk about both shows, and just all four of us, including me and Elio, uh we vote in and decide uh, which of these uh, shows was the better one of the week, just to keep a running tab as we have this ongoing NXT AEW war. Uh, the third show we have is a show that used to be, used to be just exclusive to Facebook and. Uh, youtube however it's joined all the other uh, platforms that we uh have our show on and it's been fun this one's called wpov quarantine and it's usually hosted by me i have elio in the background uh, doing some things every now and then he'll put a, a devastating comment but the whole point of it is it's a zoom based show comment. <laughs> it's a zoom based show where we have uh wrestlers from around the world weigh in and join the show Talk some topics. We have some fun time. Uh, Let me tell you, we just put out a really fun episode about wrestling schools where we had some pretty top-notch wrestling trainers on there. You know, we had Rudy Boy Gonzalez from the Texas Wrestling Academy. We had uh, Tony Kazina, who is the head trainer for the Fale Dojo for New Japan Wrestling down in New Zealand. And we had uh, one of Canada's top for the Canadian Wrestling Elites uh, Elite Academy. We had AJ Sanchez, one of the head trainers there, on, and then we also included our regulars, Andy Anderson and Ra- Raven Lake. And we talked about, you know, how fun it is. Well, not just fun, but how good it is to train, what the importance of it is, uh, why it makes better wrestlers and better wrestling matches. Um, then we got a crazy one, dude. I gotta say, I'm gonna. Th- we had a crazy episode we just taped recently, <laughs> me and you, and, and it it was about <laughs> gimmicks. And two of the guests went into full gimmick mode oh. for the first uh, third or half of the Half we had uh, Gabby Gilbert and Kados. Uh, ro- oh,
1: man. I wasn't sure. Where, a- I wasn't sure where that was going to go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know they were they were quite waging waging quite the little war.
1: I almost with, had to right. get. I almost had to put my referee jersey on.
0: I was almost going to tell you to mute their mics, like. Uh, <laughs> It got to the point where it got a little strange and kooky. Kados was as reverent as he possibly could be while still being insulting to Gabby Gilbert. Gabby Gilbert being uh, went into full Valley Girl mode and, and tried to battle him back. Meanwhile, some of our other guests, and we had a spate of guests. You know, we had the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson on. We had um, Raven Lake. Yep. Uh, we had Independence uh, American st- uh, standout wrestling star, Shayla, uh, Shayla Hydon, who was, uh, she was, she was delightful to talk to. And so was Von Slasher. We brought in from the West coast of BC uh, talking all kinds of stuff. So we had a great time with these people. Uh, We had Danny Duggan from uh, CWE. So yeah, it was a lot of cast and I got to say, check out this show. It's a fun one. You know, you can just listen to it if you want an audio, but it's even funnier to watch our zoom version to see some of the craziness things that are going on there. You know what? I said before it was only Facebook and YouTube, but we finally got it to the big leagues this show too. It is just like Wrestling POV Global and Wrestling POV. You can find us on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. and Podbean. So they're out there. Those are all the major platforms. Check these shows out. Now we're going to take a quick uh, break. When we get back, we're going to talk. A little a very tiny bit of New Japan wrestling and then we're going into our deep dive of AEW this week and I gotta tell you fans it was an interesting one there's some things I would never have guessed we'll catch in a few minutes hey this is Sheikok Bar Shabazz and you're listening to wrestling POV global hey fans welcome back you know what Uh, before we get into our uh, NJPW news or a little bit talking about it let me tell you that we actually have t-shirts available that we that are our t-shirts that we are selling from this show you could get over four designs and i think there's a fifth one coming out soon did that fifth one come out yet the one with the miguel uh, spray paint one i'm, I'm not sure. sure if that's available i think yeah.
1: it's coming out soon
0: okay so we have four current uh yeah don't worry available.
1: we we know you have that on your christmas shop christmas wish list
0: i got three of them on my wish list <laughs> Three. Miguel Cole. Miguel Cole is not only my best friend, but he is probably the most talented and most uh, professional co-host I've ever had to do. Oh, stop. These... <laughs> oh no, don't get jealous. Don't get jealous. You're okay. You're okay. I'd have you before Tony Diaz or Rick Serrano any day. But I would have Miguel Cole before you. Anyhow, going on. Uh, we have these four t-shirts available. Uh, three of them are wrestling POV shirts. Uh, different designs, colors, looking really cool. Check them out. We also have a global one. That's right, exclusive to us. White and gold, just like our logo. Also has kind of a joke within them because they say it has a – it says legend with an arrow pointing up, and it says the gentleman with an arrow pointing down. Now, boys and girls, I'm not going to ba- break the surprise here. You decide what that means. I'm. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> you can find it at www.prowrestlingtees.com/wpovwrestling. Check out our designs, $20 a t-shirt. All that money goes to help support us on the show and on our various platforms and networks to make an even better show for you. And uh, we put a lot of work in and we're proud, and we'd love to see our fans uh, purchase them. So go out, purchase them, okay? Now let's talk a little bit about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we are right on the cusp of the G1 Climax tour. I know we're both excited about that. Uh, that is something like 18 cards over 30 days. That's just the opening round, by the way. It's a lot of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling, and we're looking <laughs> forward to it. Um, it's it's running later than it has this year. I know there's lots of. You know what I, I've been told, uh, Elio? This. The cards are going to be shorter because oh. there will only be five. There will be like five of the. The matches per day like tournament matches right and only one young uh lions match
1: oh okay oh, so sorry okay. about that because i know i i know in the past there have been like two or three tag matches before the big ones
0: yeah i'm sure they'll try and work in some they figure but they figure it should be maybe an hour less than usual so we're making looking only at three hour cards instead of four hour cards but they, who knows they may find a popularity in it and just switch back to the old format and just keep having tons of uh tons of you know eight-man, six-man, whatever matches that preview upcoming uh, tournament uh, matchups. But uh, I know the first round, we're extremely excited because we have Tomohiro Ishii taking on uh, Minoru Suzuki is mm-hmm. probably the main event of the first night. Yep. And uh, I know, like, uh, Elio was just so happy to see tai Chi and uh, Yujiro Takahashi in there. Yeah, I'm he can, can barely contain himself. He is dressed up and called himself the Toronto pimp. Well, at the same time, <laughs> instead of the, well, you know, Takahashi calls himself the Tokyo pimp. I, you know, uh, Elio is dressed up as the Toronto pimp. So we'll see where that goes. And uh, he also got out his opera mask, and every now and then he walks around with a microphone and pretends to lip sync to whatever Japanese song that is that uh, Tai Chi does. So interesting stuff. That's coming up. I got to say, I checked out the last uh, Japanese-based card uh, just a couple days ago uh, from New Japan. The main event was an interesting one because it was a defense of the New Japan six-man batch. Did you get a chance to see this match at all, Elio? Uh,
1: I don't I know did, if you did. I did not. Um... Okay.
0: It was a chaos versus chaos thing where the current mm-hmm. champions, Ishii... Um, oh, what's his name? I keep, I keep stumbling on his yeah, name. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Uh, the one with the Jap- the very Japanese dressed up one. Uh, he oh. always he wins a lot, but he never makes it to the finals of anything. Uh, he's a tough guy. He dresses in the Japanese traditional uh, leg thing. So basically we had uh, Ishii uh, Yoshihashi, and I could see the guys facing me, and I can't even think of it. Maybe it'll come to me later. Taking on uh, the other team, which was a chaos team, same stable, uh, Kazuchika Okada uh Toriano and Show, and uh, I gotta tell you, man, Show is always oh get go to Hirokuni go to. That's I was, about, it. I was about to say that. I was yeah, I saw you. I saw your that. pad looking. I saw your pad looking. I'm like, I gotta get it before Elio does. <laughs> now, had this been Miguel, Miguel, Miguel would have already told me in my earpiece. Uh huh. Sure. I'm like, but anyways, um, so they take on the team of of uh, Okada, Show, and uh, and Yano. It was really interesting because Sho, you know, he's always had that thing going with Shingo where he was like really battling him and that, and, you know, to show that Shingo that he could run with Shingo, you know, what he did in the beginning of this match, man, is he went right after Ishii and him mm-hmm. and Ishii battled it out like crazy. Oh. In the end, Ishii did get the pin and, and probably the win here, but I got to give props to Show, man. That guy does not back down. You know, he is a tough, tough. A lot of people say, even though he's a, a junior heavyweight, that he might be the strongest uh, guy on the entire roster for New Japan, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Um, so this is a, a bit of an interesting stuff coming up. I wish Show was in the G1. He is not this year. He has not been. Uh, he's not been put into it. But uh, let's get into this week's AEW. Okay. okay. And, uh, I took a bunch of interesting notes for this, uh, because I, man, I've been pumped up for watching wrestling this week and I was prepared. So I sat back and looked at, uh, things we could say, but let's start off with, uh, the first opening match. We have Jurassic Express taking on FTR. Now we had a bit of a debate going on when we were talking before this all started, uh, and uh, Tony Tony uh, Diaz had, met, had uh, mentioned uh, on our crew page that you know it's weird how except for Sheeta, all the champions are former WWE champions. And I said, yep. And I said though I didn't feel like they were treated well, and uh, you know because first of all I think FTR was not shown in the greatest light. I mean they they were shown well on um, NXT. But they weren't showing very well on the main roster. And no, they had a, it,
1: it hadn't been that ridiculous feud with the Usos.
0: Yeah, and I mean, sure, they had a bit of a run with one of the belts, but they were never booked to look like a good team or a strong team. They looked like small guys getting pushed around a lot. Uh, I thought Brody Lee did not was treated poorly, very poorly. And John Moxley, well, he was Shield. And he was main event until he decided he was going, and then they tried to job him out quite a bit. Um, but getting into this week's uh, match, I just said, you know, because of the run that FTR was uh, given in the WWE, I'm having a hard time buying them as AEW champions. I don't see it. I don't see why people are, are especially AEW fans, are so excited about FTR. You know, they, they, they have this old style wrestling that a lot of people don't really wrestle with anymore. But yeah, yeah, week, they,
1: they implement this uh, old style that uh, no one really cares about yet. Yeah, so they like these guys, but they don't yeah, like that style. It, yeah,
0: so. yeah, kind of a weird juxtaposition there. But you know what? This, this match, the match starts out first of all with Jurassic Park in the ring. In come the young bucks who don't say anything, and then they super kick the referee in the face. <laughs> I saw out, this, hopped out. Go around the corner, pull out ten grand because that's what they were they were uh, fined last week for hitting Alex Mar- Marvez, and
1: yep. then
0: they throw the ten thousand dollars at some guy and say, "Here, here's the fine I want." Tony over. Khan. That was that Tony Khan sitting there. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, that- I can't remember what he looks like. I thought he was just some skinny <laughs> dude. Yikes. Okay, so <laughs> they throw the money to Tony Khan. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, then they walk by uh, FTR, and FTR just kind of goads them a bit, whatever. But, okay, so I'm thinking of this match, and in my head, I'm like, i have not always been – I like Jungle Boy. I'm not the biggest Lucasaurus fan, so Jurassic Express usually doesn't do it for me. FTR, I'm not digging all that much right mm-hmm. now. But this was a very good match. I was extremely surprised at how exciting FTR made their style this week. And, uh, you know, um, Jungle Boy, amazing. Uh, FTR, very solid. Um Somebody had made this comment, I think, on quarantine, and I did notice a lot. It does seem like um, what's his name, uh, Luchasaurus, slows down quite a bit. Like that that rash. that flip
1: that he did it looked awkward. It that, looked
0: awkward. That, there, was, yep. there was also a time where he went into the ropes to grab uh, one of the FTR guys, and he took so long just standing there waiting for the other guy to come behind him before mm-hmm. he grabbed the guy by the throat. So I get that his timing is could be a lot better. I going to say though, this was a solid match, and oh, the 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 pin was exactly the kind of pin that I would expect from the Brainbusters or whatever, and I enjoyed that. Definitely sneaky horseman style kind of pin. So I'm gonna say that was that shocked me that Jurassic Park and FDR would make me enjoy an opening match so much, but I did like that. Uh, we go to the back where we have Jeff Hardy laying there, all bummed and lamed up. Matt Hardy. Two- yeah, Matt. Did I say Jeff? Yeah. Wow, Matt <laughs> Hardy. Sorry, let not get all the AWA, <laughs> AEW fans going crazy. You know, it was it was Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's laying there like he's been beat pretty bad. Chris Jericho and uh, Jake Hager come in, and it was sort of funny because they're pl- they're pantomiming so much about how they're concerned about Matt Hardy, and then Jericho says maybe we should amputate and start saying <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, I hate how sometimes. Chris Jericho comes off as a lame dad joke machine. Like, very lame. <laughs> right. And he did in this segment. He he came. He didn't come off as witty and funny, which he can sometimes do. But this time he came out as just lame ass dad jokes. And it was like, eh, not liking it. Uh, anything you want to throw in on this one?
1: No, basically, you already said it. It's just okay. like, uh, so sometimes his jokes are just really bad.
0: Next, we go to a match. Uh, two tag team guys facing in singles well at least adam page had a tag team by the sounds of it it doesn't seem like he has one anymore we have adam page taking on frankie kazarian with kenny omega on the uh on the stick doing the commentary
1: now was he acting uh heel this year that's
0: what i got some a little bit but not as much as i wanted i yeah. wanted it to be a little more clear but it's still like yeah, he's like... still playing the the annoyed but not angry yep you know? And it still makes you feel like, well, are they actually really breaking up? Um, Frankie Kazarian is a great wrestler, and I've seen him a lot. And I was very surprised they booked him so well against Paige here. Because the problem at the end of this match is Paige didn't get elevated at all at the end of this. He got the pin, but I think I kind of remember Frankie Kazarian a lot more for what he did in the match. And I don't think that was the intention. That's the problem sometimes of giving 50-50 matches to people when you're trying to move someone into a position. Uh, Had they given this match, had they booked Frankie to be a lot more docile, maybe that uh, Adam Page dominate him more, or or if they just gave him a a heel he could squash, it makes Page look a lot stronger, you know? It's the same complaint I had when when, um, Thunder Rosa took on uh, Serena Deeb there a couple weeks ago, you know? It's like... Yeah, we got a great match out of it, but at the end, nobody in the world thought for one moment that, that Sheeta was any trouble from uh, Thunder Rosa, because Thunder Rosa struggled to get through this match. That's what we saw today. We see Adam Page struggling to get through Frankie Kazarian. When, if you're the obvious thing here is they're trying to make Adam Page a big singles guy. Not good booking to put him in with a guy who's who can hold with him a little too much. You know what I mean? So I thought it was a good match uh, on a microcosm on its own. Great match uh, for what it was trying to do. Not so great of a match because, like I said, I don't think Adam Page got much out of this. Uh, Next, we move on to – I miss these kind of things. Okay, Oh, no, first – oh, I forgot this first. MJF fights some jobber named Sean Dean. Uh, Sean Dean. uh, Less than a minute. Puts the Fujiwara arm bar on him. And then he grabs, he makes just threatens Justin Roberts to come up to announce him with all his bullshit titles and stuff. Talks about dictator John, the usual crap. And that I That was ridiculous.
1: Say- the uncrowned, undisputed, world champion, AEW world champion of all of the wrestling.
0: Yeah. What did you think of
1: the segment? I didn't like it. Why? Just, first of all, that squash match and second of all that promo was just terrible.
0: Well, well, I don't mind the Squatch Mash so much. At least it makes MJF look tough. But just a poor... I but the, not like the, yeah, show. that promo was just terrible. Yeah, it was trash. It wasn't very good at all. And uh, it didn't make... Uh, it didn't do much for MJF except make him look like a petty bully. Yeah. You know? um, then, this is what I was saying, starting to say. I missed it when Taz would break down people's moves and stuff. You know? He did a thing this week on Ricky Starks. And you it know? was actually really well done. And I liked it but I miss that. He doesn't do it all the time anymore. No. Next. Ah, why? Why? Definitely so far, not a good day for promos. Eddie Kingston coming out. Oh, uh, this was bad. With the Lucha brothers and butcher and the blade. And there was no point to any of the crap he said. Okay. Um, And I, you know, they try and sensationalize it with him turning around and saying, all right, we got our crap together. Blade get your family in order so do we get to see the because the, the, who the hell even cares about the nightmares versus uh in the blade i don't think anyone does and <laughs> and what they're referring to fans if you don't know is that blade is married to Allie, who is currently pretending she's in love with qt marshall i don't know if this is supposed to be their way to bring a storyline about but it just comes off as stupid.
1: This was bad. Like, uh, I don't see that they, they dragged these two guys into the ring They started beating them up. I interested to see the point to any of this. It was just yeah, oh, it was, it was garbage.
0: And then, you know, the only thing that was of any interest to in them was, uh, was Eddie Kingston in the beginning, uh, pointing out what I had pointed out a couple of weeks ago that he did not go over the top rope and that he felt he should still be he should be maybe co-contender or something like that, which they tied in later when Jake, uh, Jake, the snake came out with Archer and Lance Archer actually addressed that too. So at yep. least that was kind of neat. I did like that. Uh, but let's get back here. Uh, going on private party versus Chris Jericho and Jake mm. Um, a little bit better from private party than you're used to. Uh, usually they're just doing flying crap all the time. Yep. Uh, there was a bit of story here. They told a bit of a story and I appreciated that. Um, There was one thing that annoyed me to no end is uh, how rusty is Jake Hager? Did you catch the one part where he was on the floor, he went to climb up or jump up to the mat, slipped, finally jumps up to it, then glances down and sees that uh, one of the private party guys is on the ground. So then he just kind of awkwardly hops off and goes over and starts attacking the guy. So he did two attempts to get on the apron where he didn't, it's like he totally didn't know what he was doing there for a minute looked really bad and he's supposed to be one of the big guys you know one of the
1: WWE and these are your future tag team champions
0: (laughs) yeah let's hope not I don't want to see either of these teams uh, winning the championship belts Um, then we have uh, Lance Archer come out cuts a bit of a promo does talk about Eddie Kingston then Taz comes out and then I thought oh are we going to see some awkward um, team Taz versus uh, Archer stuff but no seems like Archer and Taz have decided to get together with which has got to be singly the most stupid premise in the world. The premise here is that uh, Team Taz is going to help um, Archer win the belt by taking every opportunity to hurt uh, Moxley along the way. Yeah, then, the,
1: the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Or something yeah. Like they said. Yeah.
0: And then Archer <laughs> is going to turn around and give the first final shot to Brian Cage. Boy, is that ever dumb and convoluted. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen. But they have, uh, as they're talking about all this stuff, uh, out comes Moxley out of the side entrance. Yep. And I remember watching because there was a guy in the front row who adjusted his mask, leaned over. And uh, they talked about last week how a fan had kind of rushed John Moxley and security yep. dragged him out. All of a sudden I mean, you see a fan climbing over the thing. I was like, what the hell? Is this happening again? But no, it turns out it's Ricky Starks because Brian Cage comes out the other way. And they both attack uh, Moxley and they try and hurt him. But then they're chased off by newly signed Will Hobbs who comes out with a chair and is swinging it around, which culminates in John Moxley saying that his new partner for next week is going to be Will Hobbs and calling out Darby Allen to join them so that they can fight uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Lance Archer next week.
1: Yeah, I'm confused about next week, though, um, before you go on, because, um, so what is this? They said they're doing a special one hour on Tuesday night or something? Yes,
0: yes. Uh, I, I saw that a couple of weeks ago. They're trying to do, uh, they're going to do some uh, matches. In, but do you remember, the matches they announced weren't all that exciting. Is like oh, this is—I
1: believe this is the one they were supposed to air on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. But now, uh, it's, now it's now it's it... going to go Tuesday. Oh, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I—I I, I doubt if I'm even going to watch it because none of the matchups were anything that special. That seemed like a a dark episode to me. Um, so, yeah. To get back to this, I really am not. I don't really see Archer having any chance whatsoever of getting in there with, of winning this title from Moxley. I don't see Brian Cage doing it. I don't see Starks doing it. Uh, I think it's kind of a piss poor main event, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. What do you think, buddy? Yeah,
1: I don't see uh, see Lance Archer winning the belt.
0: No. Okay, and then finally we switch off to the main event. Now, the main event uh, is going to be and here's the thing. This, this might, whole thing has so much going for going against it, okay? Uh, first of all, I'm so sick of these two teams together. <laughs> Best friends <laughs> at Santana and Ortiz. Tired of them fighting. It's Yo. stupid they're fighting over a minivan and all this other dumb shit. Um, then they decide they're going to have a parking lot brawl. And when they click – when the cameraman came out and, and started up and you see Chucky and um, Trent – uh, Standing there with these cars surrounding them in a circle, mostly looking like they're on a soundstage, not really a parking lot at all. Oh man, I groaned. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be horrible." Yeah. I had I had flashes of uh of Goldust versus Piper. I had <laughs> oh no! I had Tom Lawler chasing uh who, who's by one of the Von Ericks chasing him through like Marshall or Ross yeah, yeah. one of the two of them. Remember that? Uh, just Bad. I was just thinking this is going to be a shitty main event. And we had such a good uh, show up till now. But I got to tell you, Elliot, I am very surprised. This turned out to be one of the most interesting, fun, gimmick parking lot matches that I ever saw.
1: This was so much better than that when they did an XT Takeover. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: They did a lot of stuff in there that looked brutal. And the uh,
1: came out with their faces painted. Uh, uh, they believe death masks? They which ref- they said that, no, they referenced the, the movie Dead Presidents.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was Tony Schiavone, but old yeah. Scavone doesn't really know all that much. But yeah, <laughs> uh, they came out with the traditional skeleton look, yep. uh, which was which kind of scary. Um, there was some cool stuff in here. Um, like, look at uh, Trent being body slammed into the into a windshield, and then when he gets up, his back is covered in glass. Not a fake windshield. Uh, lots of there was a few dumb things in there i'm so sick of the retractable rod just get rid of that stupid thing it just <laughs> annoys me in the end uh as santana ortiz are cheating their way to victory they open a thing and out pops orange cassidy with a chain around his neck who superman punches both of them with i uh, sorry around his fist superman punches both of them and ends up getting the win for for taylor and uh Trent and uh even though the ending was a bit dumb and there was some stupid elements to it, this was by far the funnest gimmick match, pure gimmick match that I've seen in a while
1: yeah well when uh, when they announced this as a main event for tonight's show, I was like oh and then when uh, when they actually had the match, it was not as bad as I thought it would be, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: so, oh. and the sketchy ending. <laughs>
0: Oh well, yeah where well, they got it i was trying to skip that this has got to be the end of it let's let yeah. these teams go on um so elio yes sir i got to ask you buddy what are you going to grade this week's show on our slide rule of a to c a to d
1: this was not a bad show as much better than last week i'm gonna to have to go with a b on this one
0: i'm gonna go with a high b plus i thought it was very good it was very good i almost gave it an a um I thought this was a good stuff. There's a lot of good things. Not there's a few things that I'm pretty sure the guys at wrestling POV are going to go, what the hell? But uh, <laughs> all in all, it was very solid and fun. All right. I enjoyed this a lot. So yeah, check it out. Fans A pretty good. Solid AEW. Now we come to the end of our show and uh, I got to say, it's been a fun time. It's been fun traveling the world. Can hardly wait till we get back into you uh, UK next, uh, next week. Yep. can hardly wait to hit Japan and go to see that uh, The G1 stuff
1: NXT UK Heritage Tournament uh,
0: Yeah wait a second now you're making me not want to care as much I forgot about their stupid ass <laughs> tournament
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I do Though think we're going to have a good time with uh, uh, The ROH tournament The yeah. pure tournament hopefully, Again, hopefully depends, depends, again
1: it depends Who you have in the ring at the time
0: I think though most of the wrestlers they picked all have Some kind of um, pedigree Towards um, know scientific moves. so that yeah. makes it very interesting um but you know what i just want to wrap up today's show and say thank you fans for tuning in uh it's been great talking uh wrestling with elio and hopefully uh we could point out some stuff you didn't get to see and you'll go back and enjoy some good wrestling that we talked about uh, we want to send out all, all of our um all of our extra love and, and wishes this week to our friends in europe you know, uh, right now uh, the COVID thing is still out there. It's still, it hasn't gone away. It's been tough. We know, especially people in Italy and some places were extremely hard hit in the beginning, but we just want to send an extra spate of love out to our European wrestling fans. We love all of you, wherever you are in the world. Uh, we just want to say thank you for tuning in each week. Thank you for supporting us and uh, just keep being the best people you can be because that's how the world gets better when all of us try to be the best people we can be and not the biggest jerks we can be. All right. So Elio. Yes, sir. Say good night to the good people.
1: All right. Fans, we will talk to you all next week.